Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Jakey, and I am joined by Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura. What's happening? It's still hot. Yeah. Yep. We talked about that last time. It's still hot. It is toasty. Live in yep. the oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so. just concerned. It's June mm-hmm. when we're recording this, talking about how it's over 100. Mm-hmm. What's August? I don't know. What What's uh, July, end of July? I'm like, going on vacation in August, so. I'm still so blown away North that. Pole? Well, I'm still blown away that it, like, froze in May. So. Yeah. Come August. I mean, who knows? It could be, like, 99 below with wind chill. True. Ooh. 99 below? That's with wind chill. With wind chill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're talking ma- It's like actually maybe 40 30? degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> so cold. So. Oh, the wind. <clears throat> I have a question for Sarah then. Mm-hmm. Did this uh, uh, recent heat wave in any way influence your new fashion sense? Yeah. I have a new obsession, and it's with skorts. And <laughs> Wasn't I d- that an 80s thing? It was a 2000s, because I wore them as a child. <laughs> and I have literally told every single person that I talk to that ask about my skorts, uh-huh. I don't know why we stopped wearing these. Because it is the in like the relaxedness of a skirt or a dress, but also with shorts underneath. It's like the mullet of pants. But better. <laughs> Those are also coming back. Party in the back? <laughs> yeah. And last week, I... Did you just say mullets are coming back? Yeah. Well, no, they, oh, no, they no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Mullets should only be on hockey players. I've Outside seen them on wrestlers that. as well. Uh, baseball well, players also have them. That's... Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a thing, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a mullet in fifth grade. Really? Yep, yep. And I realized um, by sixth grade why my mom allowed me to have a mullet and why it was such a bad idea. See, my, my mom didn't use um, uh, physical uh, uh, discipline on Persuasion. my brother and me because uh, we were bigger than her by that time. But she had a different technique. She would look at us, and if we got a little mouthy with her, she'd put her hand on on our shoulder, and then all of a sudden, the hand would go just to the back of the head, <laughs> and she'd just wrap her finger around one of those little rat tails. Yeah. And the trick was you pull up. You pull up. Yeah. And down. Ooh. And you go up yeah. on your toes and straight to the ground, and suddenly it's like, uh, yes, mother, I will go clean my room. Uh, uh, my mom had a similar one, but it was always, she would come up and she'd just rub your back, and it's when you just got a little mouthy or something, and always in public, and she oh, nice, my mom just wants to rub my back, give me a hug, and she'd wrap her arm, and then she'd pinch, like, the extra skin on your tricep. Yep, get that arm skin. <laughs> oh, get your acting right real quick. Yep. Uh, all, all mothers are pressure point masters. Yeah. <laughs> They're crafty. They're crafty. So by sixth grade, I made sure to basically, I had it shaved up nice high and tight uh-huh. on the sides, high and tight. Yep. A little bit on top, but high and tight on the sides. She'd go back to the ear then? Then, well, it, she'd go to the thump. Ooh, you got a flick? You just got a flick, and that was that was enough. Nice. And she had a look. Yeah. She had a look that would, like, burn your stomach, like like uh, <laughs> laser beams coming out. As a kid, yeah. I can remember my brother and I getting in trouble because we. my mom was a was – every church we went to, she was choir director, mm-hmm. and she would be the organist. She would, you know, she was very musically gifted. And, and <laughs> I can remember we were at – uh, some type of Christmas concert. I think I was in like six, I was probably six or seven. And, um, we were in the balcony with the pastor's kids, just me, my brother and the pastor's two sons. 
And we were running all over the place in the midst of this concert thinking, no one can see what we're doing. And glanced over the side. And when my brother, it's almost like she didn't have to say anything. The choir was singing. She just looked up at us. And both me and my brother just sat right down right there. And it's like, oh, we are so dead. Yeah, you know that look. I don't remember anything after that concert. You don't remember anything <laughs> after the concert? No, because that's when I got in trouble. Oh, um, okay. You know, I, I sat in place. Okay. And, and I just, the thought was running through my head, I am doomed. <laughs> I don't remember what happened with the rest of the concert. And then after that, I got punished. And I don't remember anything after that. So just oh, all blank. Yeah, Man. <laughs> So DJ, you're Moms. not going to join in on the mullet trend coming back? No, I, I have too many like like f- inner inner scars, <laughs> emotional scars, and it's making the back of my neck tingle <laughs> as we're talking about it. Like I want to scratch back <laughs> my neck. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go back there either. You had a mullet too? I did briefly. It was, I mean, it, everybody did. Mm-hmm. I think you had to. It was, yeah, you're a nerd otherwise. Yeah, you didn't have a mullet. People made fun of you. Yep. Nerd, nerd, yep, geek. So yeah, so what not. an interesting time to be alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't relate. Times are different. Greatest then. decade. Greatest yeah, decade. times are different than, you know, like uh, um, you just did things that you look back on, and that that made no. Why would you ride a bike with no shoes on with the sharp right. pedals? Right. But right. you just did it. You just did it. Yeah. There was no safety rules. There was no, that was, that was like, they didn't even have seatbelt laws at that time. Well, right. Yeah. You stand between the, the front seats. I, I remember that resting yeah. an elbow on each seat, standing there looking out the windshield. I remember like going on trips. down the highway. Going on trips and sleeping in the back window. It, wasn't like the, it the, the worst? Shelf. The worst was trying to sleep on the floor in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And you had the stupid hump there where the transmission is. Mm-hmm. You know, why do they got this stupid hump here? This is a perfect spot to sleep. Made no sense. No, it didn't. Now the transmissions are up front, so you don't have to worry about that in the car. Yeah. and But there wasn't even a, really a fear of, like, um, endangerment to kids no. like it is today. No. I mean, I can remember when, when they started putting kids, missing kids on milk cartons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my Trash mom bags. would tell us or, uh, early in the morning, like 7 a.m., go outside. Yeah. And... Don't come back. Yeah. Would you just leave? <laughs> go, go play. Yeah. Go, go, go get, you know. Yeah. Here's some matches and fireworks. Go have fun. <laughs> well, and uh, I live in a town of a thousand people. So mm-hmm. it's not like I, I could get up to any, I, I couldn't get into trouble because everyone knew uh, me. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was no. Yep. So you, you weren't really in danger in any way that you, you I didn't need imagine. security cameras at that time because the, the they were every the, it was security, the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. The, the security cameras are walking and talking. <laughs> well, and you have the Ten Commandments, right? And mm-hmm. then of course you have the Eleventh, which if the first ten don't get you, the Eleventh will, right? <laughs> yeah. What would the neighbors think? Yep. What would the neighbors think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anyone could punish me. It didn't matter who. It didn't, oh right. Any adult could be like, yeah. DJ Laura. Yep. We'll whap up upside. Oh the yeah. Head. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What do I tell your mother? Yep. Jumping ditches with three-wheeler. Do you ever do that? That was fun. Um, nope. Looks like that's a no. I, 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 my lawyer has told me neither <laughs> to, to agree or deny. Plead the fifth. In case it would incriminate me. <laughs> yeah. They don't make them anymore, do they? Three-wheelers? Three-wheelers? No, no, they were too dangerous. Buy, yeah, you can't buy a three-wheeler. 
They made four wheelers, and then they made uh, what's that motorcycle? The Spider. Where the now spy- they yeah. now they have the three wheeler correctly. The two wheels are in the front. Right. <laughs> the the yep. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a three wheeler? Nope. Oh man. They rolled so many. I mean, so many people rolled in those. Oh, I, I rolled over on one before. I never. I mean, I, thankfully, I blasted myself off of it, so it didn't land on me. But yeah, I'll look one up for you. Like a trike. Oh, hold hold on! It's like a, like an like an ATV, a four wheeler. Okay, mm-hmm. but it had it had but it was Three like a trike. Wheels. It had two wheels in the back and one in the front. Hmm. Like a trike. Yeah. That was going like forty miles per hour, and you would try to turn, and it's just like, nope. Oh, they Do were fast. Sometimes think Physics back, would like, disagree with you. Whenever I hear stories from like the eighties, especially like my dad and his buddies talking about stuff, how how are there still so many people of that generation alive? <laughs> like you all must have started with. 10 times the amount that are currently living. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that looks safe. That looks, that's a, yeah. So I got it. I have a picture here. Oh, that's nice. If you, uh, if you don't know, just look up uh, ATV three wheeler, go to images. You'll find, you'll find a picture of what we're talking about. Didn't they outlaw those at some point? They may have. They may, cause they, cause in the four wheelers, cause out. like my, my grandparents had, uh, I don't know if it was really a racing one, but we called it a racing one. Like, like there's this one that I just showed you, but then there were the souped up ones with the suspension package and everything. Oh, on. Yeah. Those guys. Roll bar. Would, oh, uh, I don't remember if there was a roll bar or not, but those guys would fly up and down the gravel road. Yeah. You know, gravel. I didn't have a three wheeler, but I did have a, uh, uh what were they called? Hot Wheels. It, it was it was like for little oh, kids. Oh, the mini pedaled. Oh yeah, the the uh, b- was a big wheel. <laughs> a big wheel. Yeah, big wheel. I jumped through some ditches in a big wheel. Oh I'll yeah, that. yeah. yeah. I, you got like three feet of air that time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was when BMX was a big thing too, and we would try to do all like the BMX oh, tricks yeah. and just get hammered and, yep and uh, yeah uh, ruin yourself yeah fall down on the gravel and yeah skin your knee it's great it's good times you don't want to go tougher, back tougher I, for it and you're bringing it, this back you're yeah. you're, you're it, part it of it starts with the scores yeah. and the mullets in the and mullets then, yep you know now though kids are starting to bring back some early 2000s stuff and i feel like i spend too much time on the internet because i saw a couple like tiktok videos of people like, ugh, imagine being a teenager in 2013. <laughs> That's not that long ago. Welcome to adulthood, yep. Sarah. I, yep. I saw it. I put my phone down. I was like, all right. Yep. I, I think it was. I, I need to leave. It was, it was in my mid-20s where it just dawned on me that it's like kids these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, we, it. Oh, we could have fun doing all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're they're bringing back the flip phone now, aren't they? Yeah. Like like it's not it's not a a two thousand flip phone, but is it like an iPhone with a it's with like a, a isn't flip Samsung case? doing it? Yeah, it's like a like a um, a smartphone that folds, folds up. Hand. Yeah. The phone itself folds yeah. up. Oh, that's yeah. way cooler. I mean, in my head, I'm picturing like just like a, a case. It's, it's not like a, a razor. No. A razor. No, it's kind of like the. Uh, did you ever see they for a while they made attachments for your phone? Like instead of headphones to talk on the phone, it was literally like a plug in and then a handheld phone you just like a regular telephone that really didn't catch on did it no no i don't know why that didn't last (laughs) what is wait say that again so it was essentially like some people you know how you use headphones like to talk on the phone yeah plug your headphones in you can talk through them it was basically like that but instead of two earbuds or headphones it was a head like a phone phone like a 
pickup phone. It I don't seems, know how to. It seems I, redundant. I'm doing it? hand motions that people yeah. listening can't see. <laughs> what, did it have like a like a slinky cord? Yeah. Like like the old school phones. Mm-hmm. That oh, that, yeah, that, yep. And then it gets the the bad the bad curl in there, so yeah. you, you got mm-hmm. a nice a nice spiral until you get to that one that's backwards. Mm-hmm. You try to fix <laughs> it, but you yeah. Oh wow! So th- you, that's great. That's that actually heartens me uh, mm-hmm. deep down that these old retro things are like becoming cool again mm-hmm. and being uh, accepted by yeah. the youth of this day. Right. Mm-hmm. There's hope for them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Grass is always greener. <laughs> Grass is always greener in a different decade. Nope. Probably. <laughs> so mullets, so, skorts, and and um, uh, silly string phones yeah. uh, are coming back. Yep. So do they? Uh, uh, can you just go anywhere in town and buy those, or do yeah. you have to go to like Sa- Sarah DeYoung's liturgical skort I, shop? I or? have not made a uh, website for them yet, but soon. Okay. Soon. So this is a thing. Was there was there like a skort drought where I mean, is this just a recent came back or were they always there? They just sort of were the I, I don't know. I the shamed section of I feel like it was probably there for like people who play tennis and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Or like for like a purpose. Mm-hmm. But not just like I remember growing up it was like, oh, like here's the section JC Penny next to all the half sweatshirts and camisoles. <laughs> Scores like the, every <laughs> yeah. color, every fabric, mm-hmm. multiple options, and now it they're coming back. And See, yeah. this whole conversation and cultural um, uh, trends mm-hmm. really encourage hoarding. Oh yeah, because oh, why get rid sure. of anything? Because in you know twenty or thirty years, you're going to be cool again. Well, so. and not only that, but how much stuff have you gotten rid of? that you could have sold right now for a lot of money. Right. Like your old uh, rubber uh, Hulk Hogan. Remember oh, where he's got yeah. the... He's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. That's he's the pose. Fle- flexing like that. Making and, the pose. And he's got... And his, 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 he's like squatting a little bit. And then you played with him enough where the back of his knee is ripping. Yep, yep. Gigantic pieces of rubber. Yeah. They, <laughs> they were, yeah. And you could get Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. And, Heelbilly Jim. Yep. Yeah. The Junkyard Dog had a had a had like a dog collar. I don't remember. I don't remember if I had a JYD or not. Yeah, I had a lot of them. And then remember the ring. The ring was huge. Mm-hmm. The ring was, table. The ring was huge. Yeah. The only hard part though is like those things are worth a lot of money, but then the things that people said would be Beanie Babies. Right. Mm-hmm. I went to McDonald's the other day, and they have them as the like Happy Meal toys, Beanie Babies again, but they're not called Beanie Babies. Oh, something they're, else. They're, they're like Beanie Babies by the like TY company. Oh, they really? Have a different name. So when Beanie Babies first came out, they they were really valuable, and yeah. then of course that led to huge demand and so mm-hmm. huge supply, and that mm-hmm. brings down the cost yep. of this stuff. And so they're probably the original Beanie Babies. They just oh, remarketed yeah. them because they have so many in storage uh-huh. somewhere. Right, there's a ton of them. Like uh, remember Tickle Me Elmo? Remember that <laughs> phenomenon? <laughs> Holy moly! You want to uh. talk about? I, I think people died over a Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, there was there was riots in malls. Yeah. Do you want to hear an Addy story? <laughs> I would, all right. I'm I'm actively moving my <laughs> microphone away. <laughs> I uh, uh, tickle me Elmo was when Addy was two, and that was that was like okay, that's the big toy. And so, it wasn't her birthday. It wasn't Christmas. I just happened to be at Walmart, and I'm walking along checking stuff out, and I see the new. Tickle me Elmo. It didn't just, just ha 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 ha. He like 
would would go into fits of laughter mm-hmm. if you uh, do it more than one time. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be the greatest dad ever. Greatest dad ever. You look in, you, you search greatest dad on the internet, it, it's this guy right here with two thumbs pointing this way. And so so I got one, right? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be so great. I go home. She may have been, she may have been three, um, but she was a toddler. And I get this. I'm like, Addie, I have something for you. She's so excited, right? And I pull it out, and there's Elmo in the box. And she's just like, oh, Elmo, Elmo. And so I take it out of the box, and I put in the batteries, get it all set. Worst move you could Terrified. have made. I hit the button, and you see this thing's <laughs> mechanical arm go up and down, slapping its leg, going, ah, ha, 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 ha. Her eyes become as big as saucers, and she runs. She's, she's about three feet away from it. She runs up to it, <laughs> kicks it in the chest. <laughs> It goes flying across the living room and she screams and she runs out of the living room. And our house at that time uh, was a, it was U shaped. Mm-hmm. She ran out of the living room around the corner, like slid sideways, <laughs> got back up, ran into her bedroom. All I hear is the door slamming. I'm still sitting there with my mouth open with Tickle Me Elmo on the ground going, hee 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 And my toddler has like sprinted out of the room. I hear this slam. And then I hear this other door open up and I hear a smaller slam. And so I walk over there and I'm like, what in the world just happened? She just ninja, ninja kicked Elmo across the room. I open her bedroom door. She's nowhere to be found. I look at her closet and I open the closet and there she is at the bottom of the closet, just like shaking, like, I'm like, Addie, do you, do you want to go play with Elmo? No, no, no. Put Elmo on the box. Elmo on the box. Put Elmo on the box. So Elmo went back in the box and that's where Elmo stayed. And he never came out again. And Elmo was only cool as long as in the mm-hmm. box. If he came out of the box, oh no. So yeah, Tickle Me Elmo was a traumatizing experience for my eldest daughter that she's probably going to need therapy for about how horrible her father is for bringing this animatronic into her house. Mm-hmm. If it makes you feel any better though, I have a similar story with my friend Alyssa da- Alyssa's daughter, Parker, who she's almost three now, mm-hmm. but she's probably one and a half, always loved Frozen. So we found like an Olaf that danced and sang. Mm. And it was fine if it was just sitting there. But when he started dancing and singing, she tackled him to the ground to make him like, that was her way of like, nope, he needs to stop this. Did that. And it continued with like, so okay, maybe she just wants to like one that doesn't dance. So we got her stuffed animal one. Tackled Tackled Olaf. (laughs) Every time. So like, we'd be like, okay, Parker, we need to be nice to Olaf. To this day, she still tackles Olaf. <laughs> She's like, I'm scared to take her to Disney at all because she'll see him and just turn into a linebacker. To this day, she's now 34. <laughs> she sees Olaf just, <laughs> just trigger something. Deep memory. So, so uh, winter, winter when people have snowmen on, she just goes yeah. over and just tackles yep. the snowman. <laughs> so what happened to Elmo? Oh, El- Elmo went into the trash. Okay. At some point, because, you know, when, when those things stop working and you don't want to replace the batteries and your kids are too old and they're like, because the batteries are so worn down. So did she eventually warm up to him? No, no. So, yeah. So you didn't repurpose it or, or like put it on the eBay at all? Oh, I'm sure we it probably went to Goodwill or something. If it still oh. was, was usable, that's what we would have done with it. If it was 
yeah. trash, we would have, you know. After the after the karate kick, <laughs> <laughs> arms broken. Head flying off. <laughs> my, so my. But Reese didn't like him either. I, I remember. Uh, uh, you well, know, so you had him around for a while. A couple years, yeah. But he was in the box. <laughs> He you was know, probably just still in pristine condition, yeah, oh, minus oh, the yeah. death from the karate kick. Yeah, he's like but prospect- the box was just like fragments. Like Prospector from Toy Story. <laughs> he, he got to go to the tea party with Dora the Explorer and the other, you know, stuffed toys, but he had but to he stay had in his, his box. <laughs> That's funny. My grandparents had, the, it was the weirdest thing. Because it was like in a, um, um, like a felt bag that has like the the drawstring, you know, or oh, yeah. so you can mm-hmm. cinch it up tight. Yep. It was a a box like like your noisemaker that you have. Mm-hmm. But it just did one noise, you would press it and it was a like a maniacal laugh. Oh, really? Do you remember this thing? I I think they Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember those things. And you're, <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> and it would go on forever. Yep. It was the looking back on it now, it was like it's a terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. It's like yeah. Furbies. But we played right. with that thing all the time. Oh. No. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of weird things, but so anyway. Yeah, it's a, a laughing bag yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, yep. So now all those kids are grown up. Not all the way grown up. Some of them are grown up. Emotional, the psychological eight, scars. The, the 80s, the, well, the 80s kids for sure all grown up. Mm-hmm. So, well, I have a question. Sure. Speaking of grown-up kids, it is now, what day did you say it was? You said we're into June. June 11th. June, June 11th. So there's graduation parties out of the way and kids out of the, grown up, mm-hmm. maybe not out of the house, but getting they're going to be college. getting ready for college. Yep. Some may be moving away. Some mm-hmm. some might be hanging out, whatever, wherever life leads them. Yep. New w- adventure. Yep. Sometimes those kids decide you know what, mom and dad, I'm grown up now. You can't make me go to church and I'm not going to do it. Yep. That's tough. Oh, totally. That's totally. tough. Um, and uh, I wish I could say that it was rare, but it's actually fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is things, this is something that churches and parents have struggled with for, for years, decades. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the eighties, I mean, this was not out of the ordinary in the eighties either. Right. And coming from the Lutheran tradition, one thing that we do is we confirm uh, around the f- 13, 14, 15 year age. Mm-hmm. Well, historically, in, in since basically the 70s, so 50 years, <laughs> what happens is confirmation has taken on this understanding of uh, like a graduation from the faith. And we have this great chasm where we don't have young men after age 15 until about age 35. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a common occurrence that they just disappear mm-hmm. and we don't see them again until, you know, they have kids of their own. Mm-hmm. We're better with young women. They'll stick around until about the age of 19. Yeah. But then we don't see them again until 32. Right. So, I mean, you, you are a unicorn. Sarah. Yes. <laughs> um, so even, and so at first it's like, oh, so at least you had your kids sticking around through high school. That's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Um, what's, what's the answer? There is really no silver bullet mm-hmm. aside from 
relationship making within the church aside from just mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it's kind of late to be like, all right, well, now my kid's saying they don't want to come to church. What, what do I do? Well, don't panic. Um, pray for your kids. Understand that part of adulthood is letting them come to see the value of the faith. Uh, you know, you're still the parent. You still, my, I had kids of my own and my mom was still parenting me. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad still parents me. Yeah. That does that doesn't go away and it's totally your right to be worried about them, but what do you do with that worry? You pray. Mm-hmm. Pray, give it to God and, you know, be be a little bit of the law to them. You know, you really should be going to church. Mm-hmm. You I mean, you it's not like when they lived, especially if they don't live under your roof anymore. It's not like when they were prior to confirmation where it's like, "Get up, we're going to church." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, 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 how many parents struggle with that. Um I I get the struggle. But what you are instilling in your kids is the importance of, of faith, the importance of their faith community. Mm-hmm. Um, what needs to do, what we need to do to build a bridge across that chasm from fifteen to thirty-five for young men and nineteen to thirty-two for young women, is instill relationships and a purpose for them in your church mm-hmm. f- long before that. Right. So right. at 16, 17, 18, they should already feel like they have their own identity in their church that's separate from mom and dad because yep. they're involved in some way, shape, or form. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. it it's a bit of, of work on parents' part in advance, but it's instilling on the kids, you know, up until they leave your house. We got youth group. You're going to youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, they need people to help with, with this uh, at church. You're going to go help. Right. There, those are fights earlier, but those are fights where you have, as a parent, a bit more um, uh, sway mm-hmm. than when they're 19. Yeah. Because once they're out of the house, it's like, well, I hope that you hope that you've given them enough to make good decisions. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is people are going to make bad decisions more so once they leave the, the protection of their parents' home. Yep but hopefully you've instilled enough of the faith and right and wrong in them that, that they'll make more good decisions than bad. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, I mean, it's just, it's that time. It's that, that 20 something time where we're, you know, trying to spread their wings Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And, and hopefully though, not, not making decisions that are going to ruin their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like you said, you know, you, you see them see, people come back a lot of times when they have their own kids. And, and uh, so I think that is, that in itself is um, sort of a, a, you know, a testimony maybe to uh, the parents, even though the kids strayed for a while, they still had that Mm -hmm. instilled in them that it's important for me now to bring my kids rather than, Right, you know, not coming back at all. Right. Um, when 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 do you really become an adult? Not when you're 18, but when you have to take care of somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's when you suddenly are like, okay, um, I have someone in my life who's more important than I am, and I need to take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's really when you become an adult. Right. Um. And so it's it's not devil may care. I'm an invincible 19, 20, 21 year old suddenly you're like, okay, so what really matters? I have this little person in my life. Mm-hmm. 
I'm, I'm talking specifically about parenting, you know? Yep. Um, suddenly the, the faith becomes something of great value again. Mm-hmm. Partly because it's what you were given when you were younger. Right. Probably. Yep. So, I mean, really, if you want to fix the problem, like I said, there's no silver bullet. There's no magical program. It's mm-hmm. building those relationships outside of just the relationship with parents, with other adults. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You see that. It, it's uh, Is it the Orange Group that talks about sticky faith? Yep. Having five adults for one child. And that yeah. adult, a lot of times, you know, um, sure, one, maybe two is mom and dad, but it's really important to get adults who are not mom or dad right. that the kid, you know, can see, oh, okay, this guy or this this woman likes Jesus too. But not only that, though, but that this person has taken an interest in me. Right. They care about me. Mm-hmm. So, so church isn't just mom and dad's church and I go to it. It becomes my church family mm-hmm. as well. That isn't really ingrained in confirmation. Um, and maybe there's something to go back to that. I mean, be, because confirmation has become so connected with like a graduation from the faith, that's why you see the huge drop off. And we have to find ways to change that to, no, this isn't dropping off in the faith. You're actually affirming your faith, mm-hmm. which means you're making a commitment to, 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 to practice the marks of discipleship, to be in worship, to read your Bible, to pray for uh, every day, be in conversation with God, be in relationship with God, mm-hmm. love your neighbor, take care of your neighbor, serve your neighbor, use use the gifts that God has given you, your time, your talents, and your treasure for the sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. This is what you're confirming. Mm-hmm. That's, that's its intention. Um, and so we need to find ways to move it away from this idea that this is a graduation. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And again, it, it has to do with those relationships that connect a young person to the life of the church, that, that they have a place there, that it's mm-hmm. their place that will move them across that um, 19, 20, 21 black hole of mm-hmm. only seeing them maybe maybe as CEOs, Christmas <laughs> and Easter only, when they go back to mom and dad's and we're going to church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. And, um, you know, just like you said, um, keep loving them and, and, Keep uh, keep going to church yourself, and you know, being that witness to mm-hmm. to you know, you know. You're exactly it's, right. I mean, it, it's that witness. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about a, a parent going to church and even saying to their kid, "Hey, you should go to church." They're gonna hear it as law. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hear it as law until they hear it as gospel. They're gonna hear it as being convicted until it's good news. Yeah. Well, when, when does it become good news? When, hey, you should go to church becomes, hey, I want to go to church. Yeah. Your have to becomes a want to. Right. And so parents, there's times that you have to be the law mm-hmm. because you are their primary preacher, more so than the pastor or any program that's going on at the church. It's parents. Yeah. That pass on the faith more so than anybody else. Right. And I would also say um, to to some of those parents, take an interest in some kids that go to the church. Yeah. And and witness that way as well, developing those those relationships. And in doing that, not only will you be witnessing to your own kids, but you'll also be part of that sticky faith that yep. Orange talks about, mm-hmm. where now you are, you know, a person for somebody who's not your kid growing up and yeah. you know, being in that relationship too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, 
the the devious mind of me is like, yeah, and you'll you'll make your kids jealous because you're giving attention to someone else's kid, and they're yeah. gonna want to be there too. And and there's and there's nothing that grinds on your own kid more than seeing other kids who think they might be cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey guys. I want to take a minute to shine a light on an organization that's been a staple in the Fargo-Moorhead community for over 30 years, Churches United. Through the generosity of volunteers and donors, Churches United is able to provide shelter, stable housing, nutritious food, and a path toward healing for those who are hungry and homeless in the FM area. Churches United began as a single location and through the generosity and help of people like you has grown and expanded into one permanent housing location, two shelters, and two food pantries. And between those five sites, Churches United can support over 425 individuals per day. To learn more about how you can support our neighbors in need, visit www.churchesunited.org. That's www.churchesunited.org. Now, back to the show. Speaking of that, mission trip's coming up real soon. Yeah, mission trip's... uh, We're we're less than 48 hours away now from... The the first one in about 23 months. Well, and you guys are going to the... Gosh, the, the wilderness of Minnesota. COVID's been going on for so long. Is it just all completely grown over with trees? I mean, people have been... Du- Duluth? Duluth. Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah. It's actually about 30 degrees cooler there. Really? Which I'm really looking Duluth forward to. Duluth is beautiful yeah. in all aspects. <laughs> I haven't yeah. been there in such a long time. Actually, today, I, I've been I've been tracking the weather now because, you know, we're, we're going there soon. Mm-hmm. So what do we pack? What should we encourage mm-hmm. others to pack? That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, today, right now, they have, I forget, what, what is it, a beach warning. Oh, like, really? Yeah, watch out if you're, the waves are like six or seven feet high and so they can wear a swimmer out really fast. So, well, for anyone who's not from Minnesota, mm-hmm. yeah, Don't you, you betcha. Know. Uh, oh, yeah, Duluth, <laughs> Duluth is right on um, Lake Superior. Yep. So, all those big lakes, mm-hmm. and it is a big lake. It looks like the ocean. It reminds mm-hmm. me of the Puget Sound. You could just as well be at the ocean when, oh, you're, yeah. when you're by one of the great lakes looking out. You can't see the other side. Right. <laughs> it's not even. A- but it's even the, it's even the, um, the smell in the air. It's not, it's not salty so much. It's not briny, but it just has that sea mm-hmm. smell to it. Yeah. Like, like this mm-hmm. is, this is a, you know, like an ocean. Right. Yeah. Yep. And that one does have like, Huge ships that go oh, like yeah. the National Guard protect Lake Superior. Yeah, yeah. they they have Coast Guard in there against yeah. those Canucks. You know, <laughs> you can't be too careful. <laughs> they seem all nice, but you just wait. Uh, uh, I'm going to start drafting up a reply for the hate mail coming in on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh Canada, it's it's going to be fun. Um, uh, we're gonna we're leaving Sunday. We'll be back Friday, and we're going to. Uh, so have you just been like sleeping nonstop this week to charge up all of your batteries for middle schoolers and mission trip? No, I've got I've got a a, a playlist to come up oh. with. I mean, we're gonna have five hours of drive time. I gotta 
I can't. I can't disappoint. Yeah, well, I, I liked Sarah's suggestion of you, you got church clap yep. on repeat and then like buttermilk biscuits at some point. Buttermilk, <laughs> yep, buttermilk biscuits. Uh, the groove is in the heart. Little, little delight. You should almost talk to Dana, who isn't here right now. We were talking about um, her mom's running playlist, and it goes like she has a certain number of songs and then it just goes back to lose yourself by Eminem. Cause it's like her running pace is at that song. So that's, you just got to set it up like that. Like so many songs, buttermilk, buttermilk biscuits, so many songs, church clap, so many songs, uh-huh. buttermilk biscuits, yep. like reset the vibe. Well, if you want to know whether or not uh, teenagers are paying attention, play some music that they've never heard before. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did and, they just say? And then, and then try to play it again. You already played that one. <laughs> Did I? Oh, you play dumb. Oh, I, oh. I thought I hadn't what? played that yet. I thought that was on the way here. It was like five minutes ago. So, yeah, we've got a group. We've got um, 13, uh, 13 students between 6th and 8th. Well, going into between 7th and ninth grade. Right. And then we've got four adults on the trip. And we're going to take two vans and we're going to head out and we're going to do service projects and we're going to do worship and is part devotional of time. Blast. Is part of a service project Betty's Pies? I don't know. I'm not sure. It should be. It's, it should uh, be. I feel like isn't that's... It, okay, so I've only been to Duluth one time. And we had to, and, and this could be, it was probably an error on my part, but we had to drive a long ways to find a Betty's Pies. Like it was out of town. It was some little little, little shop on the side of the road. Yeah. That's the one you're talking about? Yeah. That's the best kind. That makes it worth it. Yep. It's like a quest. It's actually on the Go way find back the from a... It's not many Haha Falls. What's out there? What are the falls that are out yeah, there? Nothing. There's, there's like a <laughs> park out there. There's a state park. With waterfalls and hiking, uh, oh, it's uh, on the way back from that. Okay, yeah, I we we go to pies. Tabitha and I did go there. You're um, not saying Great Falls, are you? No, I know it's gonna. I gotta he, look it up. Okay, so here's the thing, and and I've already got this uh, 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 hate mail reply drafted up, so I'm I'm fine with this. All I remember about Betty's pies was that it was out of town. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was a long way to get there. I remember nothing about the pie. Ah, and just I, the anticipation so I, was killing you. Right. And then like the man. Next he's gonna say, and then we had to sit there and wait for a table. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> I, I apologize for this. So Are we just trying yeah. to offend people? You're yeah. you're offending Betty's Pies fans. I, I offended the the great nation of Canada. Um That's true. Yeah. You know. Uh, what I should have said is the National Guard are there to protect the Wisconsinites from coming across and getting the Minnesotans. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right there. That's right there, too. That's right Gooseberry there. Falls is the... Oh, yeah, Gooseberry yeah, yeah, Falls, yeah. sure. Um, yeah. No, Ryan was probably just looking over the page and thinking, you know, maybe we have a few too many listeners. Just <laughs> tank it real quick. Clean it out. Yep. <laughs> Clean house. All right. As, <laughs> so I'm going down the ditch here again. <laughs> But uh, you talking about Wisconsin and Minnesota being right there together reminded me, reminded me of a tweet that I saw, and I'm, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of the fact that, that Michigan has not reclaimed the Upper Peninsula <laughs> is all I need to know about those cowards. Or <laughs> Wisconsin, I've seen that. <laughs> yep. I don't think we have any listeners in Michigan, so... Uh, we don't now. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so, 
Um, mm. Yeah, that was, so we've got that one, and then we've got another one in July. Going to go to Minneapolis in July. That's great. Smaller group there, but it's still going to be good. That'll be the high school ute. That's the high school ute. Yep. How do you get kids interested and in wanting to go on mission trips? You know, I, it's that is a good question. Beg, um, plead, bargain. Well, pizza. I th- yeah, I tears. think what, I, once they go, they're hooked. They got to go they, first. They, right. Yeah. Once they go, they're hooked. It it isn't it isn't a. Uh, okay, it's May now, so next month we're going on a mission trip. Hey, come along. Mm-hmm. This is actually a years-long process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll start for 2022 in August. You'll start. Right. But 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 it's more than that, though. It's, it's more than promoting a mission trip. It starts with relationships. Like, the kids that are coming on this trip to Duluth, I've known them for years. They were little. They've known me since they were, you know, mm-hmm. some of them probably before they started school, mm-hmm. right. you know, and so that that it's it's part of a of a process of um, developing these relationships relationships and not just seeing them when I want to drum up business for a mission trip. Sure, it's like you know a random a, a random Sunday in October. Hey, how you yeah. doing? How's school going? You know what? How's baseball or gymnastics or whatever. Yeah. And having these relationships with them because it's uh, it's a whole lot easier to drum up business when they know you and they trust you and their parents know you mm-hmm. and trust you yes. and they're like okay, I'm all right sending my kids along with this hooligan to yeah listen to church clap for five hours right I think it's gotten I don't know I don't know if I can say it's gotten better or worse but I remember uh, being a youth minister a couple decades ago in the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And it seemed fairly easy to get kids to go on trips because it was part of the, just the identity of that congregation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's gotten harder now where, where it's exactly what you, you said, where relationships have to be built early mm-hmm. rather than just, hey, we're going to go. You know, the, the place I was serving, they were kind of known for, we, we go on these amazing trips and we go all over the place. And that, um, whereas, you know, a lot of places don't have those kind of resources to do that. Mm-hmm. And really a mission trip is, is it, it's going to be fun, but it's also, I mean, it's, it's a spiritual experience. Oh, for sure. Not just like yeah. a vacation. Yeah. And, and, um, um, you know, to, to, to continue, uh, I'll get back to that, but to continue on with that though, the high school trip, as I, I, I said, it's a little lighter this year, but I don't want to, I don't want to um, try to come up with excuses, but COVID made it difficult in the fact that um, unfortunately there are some, some kids who are still trying to catch up mm-hmm. and summer school has really become a sort of a, well, I would add to that. And that, that's kind of what, what I was saying about 20 years ago compared to now is that 20 years ago, kids were incredibly scheduled. Mm-hmm. It's way worse now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sports. There's uh, so sports many things camps. that are competing along with, mission trip opportunities. Right. And, and I know for a fact, uh, that our high school trip would be doubled were it not for, um, summer school Mm -hmm. for sure. Summer school Mm -hmm. COVID and, and and then, um, and then, yeah, there's the sports things and you know, um, the, the COVID deal has made it where people are able to get out now and they're going to get out. Mm -hmm. And so vacations, you know, Families are going on vacations yep. and all that is great. Yeah. Um, but so I think that, um, I think that we'll, you know, there'll be more. 
the 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 the, the trips, the high school trips will. The recruiting will, will oh, of course. Will be there. I, I think that's going to take care of itself because yeah. um, it's not it's not quantity; it's it's quality. And right. with with a smaller group, there's a greater relationship connection that that mm-hmm. happens as they serve together, mm-hmm. as they have fun together, mm-hmm. as they they travel together, um, and that becomes contagious when they come back yeah, for the next one. Absolutely. Um, you know, those relationships that they build and, and the things that they experience. I was at a graduation party last night. Um, and one of the, one of the, the girls who went on a trip two years ago, I was talking to her dad and he said, she still talks about that trip. Mm -hmm. It's two years ago, you know, and in the life of a, of an 18 year old, two years is a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot so, of life has happened there. Yeah. That's like so. an eighth of their life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, uh, I'm excited. They're, they're always fun. They, you know, you come home, you're tired, you're ready to be home, but they're so good that you're not home long before you're like, all right, where are we going next? Yeah. I'm I, any mission trip experience that, that I've had all of them um, that I can remember from when I was a teenager myself to being able to, to chaperone or lead a group. Um, you're changed. Mm-hmm. You come back changed. And yep. there is a little bit of an adjustment coming back. It's like a, co- a counter, almost a counterculture shock. Yeah. Coming back. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But um, every time. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's not like you're aware of it the next time around, but then you mm-hmm. go on the trip and you come back and you're like, man, that was there was some amazing stuff happening. Yeah. And no, no, no matter how often you do those things, you're still... Um, going back to uh, you're you're going to help people and you're helping people who need the help and so mm-hmm. you're seeing um, you're seeing things that are gonna move you that are you're like you know I guess I got it pretty good at home mm-hmm. you know I I wow I didn't realize that you know this is somebody's every day right when when you you know and then you come back and you're like your party is still stuck there going, man, that person woke up today. Right. The exact same as they woke up every day last week while I was there. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I was just thinking about like, um, our tagline here at Atonement in confirmation, the entire process from the t- moment you're baptized until confirmation, you're learning, you're learning how and why you should love God. Mm-hmm. Um, the mission trip, is where you learn how to love people and mm-hmm. why, and yeah. you begin to want to. Mm-hmm. And hopefully in that process, it moves from a have to, well, I have to, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I have to love my brother, he's my brother. <laughs> I have to love God, he's my God. Um, the mission trip, you it becomes a want to mm-hmm. because of, you just, you see God working mm-hmm. and the the amount of love that God has for us, you, it wants to pour out of you. Yeah, yeah, like so. you said, it just changes you. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and uh, so, like I said, that's the first time in two years, almost two years, that, that we're going on a mission trip. I so really like that I'm, you guys are staying local in Minnesota. Just, well, you're close to home, so it's problems that I feel like you will run into across the country, but seeing it close to home, I think, is going to have your own a larger impact. Yeah, well, that that's true. I mean, Minneapolis is, um, um, that's going to be interesting, mm-hmm. you know, going going to Minneapolis. Most of the work um, that we're going to be doing is going to be in the suburban areas, 
you know, mm-hmm. not, not, not in downtown, downtown Minneapolis, Minneapolis or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to, 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 to be, uh, to be, um, frank about it. The reason that COVID also limited where, where, yeah. uh, we, we decided to go for mission trips because yeah. at the time we were booking them, we didn't know, you know, yeah. do, do we dare book plane tickets? Uh, well, and the previous ones weren't that much further away, but it was going to be Chicago and Milwaukee. Right. And we had to cancel those because of the beginning of the pandemic. Those were going to be last year. Yeah. And, and, um, it w- gosh, it would have been nice to go to both of them again, but sort of the thinking was, okay, you know, and this was in right smack in the middle of COVID when, mm-hmm. you know, you have to think about all these things. And, and the thought was, all right, let's say we go to Chicago. Okay. We're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a kid who has COVID symptoms. Mm-hmm. We can't just put them on a plane because they're not going to let them fly home. Right. Mom and dad going to come get them. That's a long yeah. trip. That's a long drive to come and, and no, pick, you know. I, I think these were these are the right locations for the season, and it's mm-hmm. it's Holy Spirit-led. It's none, none, of, none of these decisions are made on the fly. Right. There's a lot of thought and a lot of prayer that goes into it, and then it's planned like a year in advance. Yeah. Right, yeah. Based be, on the, the mm-hmm. circumstances that we have. Yeah. And be, I think for this season – Minneapolis and Duluth are the right places. That's where where you need to be. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, if I had it my way, I'd go back to San Francisco again. Sure. So just go every year, yeah. you know? So, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So where are you guys going next year? I don't know. The, the, the discernment begins. Yeah. Let's, go to, let's go to Nashville. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. You coming along? Maybe. I'm, I'm going to put Sarah on the spot right now. I want you to commit... 2022. <laughs> you should yeah. go. You should go to Sioux Falls, then she'll be Ooh. on board. Sewer Falls. <laughs> we haven't done that for. No, we haven't made that joke in a while. You know, I apologize. Actually, it'd be the prime got time. Three emails to send back already. You, it now would be the prime time to go to Sioux City. There's no for the first time in like 40 years. There's no construction on I-29 to Sioux City. I've never been through there. Really? Yep. First what time, happened? no construction. They finally finished the project they've been working on. <laughs> it's like the Denver International Airport. Yeah. Been working on that forever. That's right? a sore subject. Yikes. Where are they digging tunnels to there? <laughs> Secret government projects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Deep underground. I don't know, but I had to fly through there for uh, my vacation to Phoenix. I will avoid Denver like the flag. <laughs> I still I still kick myself for not just splurging and... and Saying, all right, we'll pay, we'll pay you the, I think they wanted 80 bucks to put together the footage of us running from one end of Denver International to the other to catch a They probably still have it. You think so? Yeah. Years later? This is two years later. Haven't you ever watched like a crime investigation show? That's TV, Sarah. No, no. It's got to be based off some truth. That's what they're building underneath there. That's what all those tunnels are. (laughs) Big database for all the people that had to run back and forth from one end. That's right. If you look, the room on your left is people wiping out on the like walking treadmill things, the like moving. Yeah. And then on your right will be uh, people running through the airport. They're getting prepared for whenever America's Funniest Home Videos becomes a show again. <laughs> Once they get Tom Bergeron back, they're going to submit all of them. <laughs> Alfonso isn't cutting it. Yeah. Instead of uh, taking a walk in the dog park, it'll be taking a look at DIA. <laughs> 
All right. So you don't know where you're going yet next year? No. When will you know? Mm, Probably later. (laughs) Real specific (laughs) over there. After a time time of discernment in Duluth. Yeah. It'll it'll come. We'll know later. With your feet in the ice cold Lake Superior. (laughs) International. Maybe we'll go international. There you go. What do you think of international? Well, you I, just offended the Canadians, so you have can't yeah, get well, in there. <laughs> yeah, so well, so yeah, so we won't be allowed. You're not allowed in yet. At this at this point, it is June the 11th. You can't go into Canada yet. Oh, okay. Still got it shut down. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever been on any international mission trips, either of you? Um, gosh. It's kind of neat that I have to actually think. How many trips have I been on? <laughs> I've been on. No, I have not been overseas. Okay, Sarah. No, no? we were Nothing. supposed to do Paris a couple of years back, but dates never worked D- out. Didn't work. No. Yeah, I am. Uh, um, I have a trip planned to Nicaragua. Oh yeah. I don't remember Wonderful. what what episode my cousin was on. Dell. Dell, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was early That was when on. we were in the old room. Yeah, yeah. we were in the I other think, room at that time. Yeah. Think about the, it in terms of what rooms we've been in. The previous studio, <laughs> not yeah. this nice one we have now. Yeah. yeah. So, yep, I, uh, that's the plan in January to go to Nicaragua. That nice. will be my... I've been to Canada, but I don't really consider that out of the country. Mm-hmm. I just realized we have a camera in here. Are we recording this? We're not. Or? We're not. Uh, and there's the, there's the teaser that, that that will be coming, but... I think we need to liven this room up a little bit. Yeah, there's not yeah. much, not much to look at. It's like half storage too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. We're gonna have to fix, yeah. fix it up a little bit. We'll put Dana on that. <laughs> Welcome to that podcast yeah. live from the storage room at Atonement. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it is true. Yep. Get Dana and get Tara in here too. Oh yeah. Oh Tara's man. Yeah. There we go. Tara, Amy, and Dana. Yeah. Yep. That's. I think that's the way to go. Be the this best place, room in the church. Mm-hmm. Place would look fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, all right. I guess that's uh, that's all we have for today. Um, Sarah, would you mind praying us out of here? Sure. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and Lord, I just want to lift up our middle schoolers and high schoolers that are preparing to go out on their mission trips. That you will just bless them and protect them, and that they see you on their trips wherever they go and. Lord, that they are able to be a blessing to the communities that they are going to. And I also lift that prayer up to anybody going out on mission trips or just in their daily life serving you, that people are able to be a light for you and people are able to see that in them. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, if you are looking for a place to uh, to catch a, catch a service or, or even to uh, Revelation Bible study, Yes. You can find Revelation Bible study. You can find uh, older episodes. We just got started, too, so yeah. anyone can come and be a part of it. won't take long to catch up. Nope. Um, you can catch up on old episodes of that podcast. You can find uh, services all on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. You can also watch us live on YouTube or at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org, 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. So for Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Lura, my name is Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode. She muted me. No, I volumed you down. (sighs) That podcast. Riveting episode.